Welcome back to another episode of the Estonian Football Podcast. Uh, this is our season review for the upcoming 2020 Premier League season. Uh, we are joined by Igor, uh, Palu and Ilya. Thank you all for joining us. No worries. Thanks for the opportunity. That's all right. You're welcome. Uh, are we all excited? We've got about just over a week to go. Uh, until the season, uh, how, how are you all feeling about it? Made the bet on Narva Trans to win the league. <laughs> Optimistic. It's like five thousand. It's, it's like five thousand to one, bro. It's it's like Leicester in uh, two thousand fifteen. It's a safe bet to make. Trust me. I'm sh- we spoke Joel in pair this morning, and his prediction for where he thinks Talina Kalev are going to come is uh, an interesting prediction, to say the least. I mean, I just want stable football again. <laughs> Winter Absolutely. tournament is is not it. Yeah, I, that. I have zero faith now. Arnie last. <laughs> I sure hope not. <laughs> if we start then from top of the table from last year, so if we start on Lavadia and have a talk about Lavadia uh, and see, you know, what what we think they're going to bring this year and whatnot. So if we start with you, Igor, what what do you think about Lavadia this year? First, does I think no question because they have kept most of the team from last season. They have added uh, some amazing players in Artur Pick and Lilio. And um, although the championship uh, race at the end was really close between Flora and Lavadia, then most of the points that Lavadia lost, I think, were in the first half of the season, where they had a different defense. And Uje and Mitrovic were brought in in summer. And so, especially with Flora being weaker and by the being more or less the same, I don't really see anybody being there to really challenge them. Do you think they'll walk it, completely dominate it, or do you still think it would be a close race? Or I don't think it would be as close uh, as it was uh, last year. So uh, I wouldn't predict them to just run away with it, but also I don't think it will be a last day title decider. Have you got anything to add on that, Palo? Actually, yes. Only one thing I would add is that they will now play a minimum of six European games, uh, which uh, I think Savic uh, said last year that uh, why Flora ha- had the advantage was they had these strong European games all the time, whereas uh, Levada, they dropped out and the only strong games were against like top five, I'd say. And and mo- most of the time they were playing like the back-end teams like uh, us, Tomagos, uh, Kure. We think Levadia can um, do what Flora Flora did though and like get into the group stages of European football are they as good as what that Flora team was last year I'd say yes because as uh, Igor said they have kept like their most of their good players and brought in some uh, new faces as well I'd say I was thinking you know with Lavadia like you said they've kept most of the squad we spoke with Vladimir Vashilev at the end of the season and it was kind of the same as what you said Igor with when they brought in Uga and Mitrovic they're just a different team at the back obviously Beglaras Vili is just a game changer Robert Kurse found his scoring boots last year he'd probably be able to do it again uh, the signing of Liliu as well they have lost Bogdan Vastuk though which I think could be a, you know a big miss good player but they've got the quality around them to to recover from that depth is one of their strengths was last year will be this year again because they played their center mids at wing back last season and now they can move them whoever back instead of uh, Vashuk yeah agree I think Lavadio are going to win it as well yeah the depth the quality they have the cohesion in the team being almost identical to last season whereas Flora when we speak about them they've lost some really good players so I'm not I'm thinking Lavadio again for this year 
Shall we move on to Flora then? Obviously, they've had a, an interesting summer. They've lost the goalkeeper, Matt Viagonen. They've lost Sapanin. They've Kusk. lost Kusk. You know, you could argue that the spine of the team has gone. How much do you think that will affect them this year? Uh, I think a lot. I think your prediction in the season preview of second is extremely generous. Okay. Because what I've seen so far, well, of course, preseason is not really something you can really go on, especially in Estonia, but it just hasn't been the same, especially their preseason game against Paida. It was just not a dominating floor as you're used to. Paida were just feasting. They uh, were in charge of that game. And also an example of last year when Flora played uh, Sirius, the same exact team they played this year, played 1-1 this year, 4-1. Um, so yeah, they just don't have the dominance they had last year. Obviously, Sapanen got the bulk of the goals for them last year. He's gone to Poland. Their next top goal scorer was Sergi Zenyov, who I, I love Zenyov. I think is a top player. But do you think the signing of like Koskor or Sapovalov will be adequate enough to, to replace Sapanin's goals? I think they sort of went with the, not just them, but then getting later to Paita, they went with the money ball tactic of we can't replace this one player with his goal, so let's bring in three players who hopefully can together combine. And I think that all of those players can combine into probably, well, 30 goals together. But yeah, definitely there won't be a player like Sapinen this year in Flora because they don't even have the type of player. Shapovalov is a very, very different type of striker. Yeah, I agree. They're definitely weaker um, with Costco. I like Costco as a player, but coming to Flora seems a bit of a stretch for him, maybe. And then signing Shapovalov as well. Okay, they're two different players, but Shapovalov will probably be the number one striker, I'd imagine. So the Costco one doesn't really make sense to me. We'll see. And then losing Kusk as well. Okay, Flora don't have many shots on them, uh, but losing Kusk, Agonen has two very strong players at the back, which where they'd probably be able to be good defensively backup players may not be as good in clearing the lines and whatever so yeah I think teams are fancy going up against Florida this year I'm going to pitch in uh, with the you know the Sapnin departure I'm part of Matthias Manalan fan club and I, I'd love to see him lead the line for Flora I, I love Manalan a lot I, I'd like to see him given a chance as well I think he got injured or something in pre-season so he hasn't really featured yeah, so we saw him on, I think he was on the bench today for Flora's under-21s, but I'm not sure if he made any appearance or whatever. But yeah, it was interesting to see um, Otto Robert Lip was on the bench for Flora's under-21s today as well. I thought he'd went back to Pola for the year. I don't know where where he stands there. Um, he's a good player. Uh, they've got a lot of the young talent that hopefully they don't stagnate playing for the under-21s. It'd be good for them to be playing at least in the top division. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see what's actually going to happen with those two. And I think that the reason why they have both uh, Shapovalov and Koskor is that they've learned their lesson from, from last season where they basically had like a 13-player squad and then some bench players because uh, last year if you replace Sapin it was usually Aliko who is a good player but not really a superstar striker so I think that they're just trying to have some equal strikers so that if they replace one then they don't suddenly lose all the goals you have anything to add Palu or Ilyas? I wanted to say only one thing is that Flora is Flora still and um, they're going to have the help of the referees. They're going to the, uh, have the help of the uh, federation and uh, third or second place is quite plausible. 
and uh, yeah it's it sounds like i have a bias but that's true you know everyone knows it so when uh, the uh, president of the estonian football federation and the president of flora uh, father and son there is a uh, quite interesting dynamics that you can actually see on the field so there's that then <laughs> we, we'll drop into third place pida I don't know. Pida kind of disappointed me last year. You know, third place, they, they are, you could argue they're getting better. They did come second the year before, so kind of contradicting what I just said. They have lost Ania, who, you know, was the key man, scored a lot of goals. Are they going to be able to reproduce the current, you know, form we've been expecting to see from Pida over the last few years? Yes. Speaking about it then, OK, we put Flora in the second place in our written season preview, but speaking about it then, uh, having a debate about it, yeah, Pida, I believe, could easily get second place. Uh, I like the signings they've made. Harold uh, Reberg, I think he can finally become the player that I want him to be. They've signed the three Gambians based on pre-season. They look like they could be half-decent players. Um, I don't really know too much about them apart from watching them in pre-season but they look like they could be of decent quality so yeah Pida have I think out of all the transfers been made by all the teams this season I think they might be the team that I think has strengthened the best it all depends on how uh, what uh, Wallet could do to like uh, get the most out of his uh, squad because I, I honestly think if uh, Wallet uh, ma- manages to do really well then I reckon it's gonna be a uh, really tight uh, title race between uh, Byte and Levada, which may go even go down to the wire. Okay. Do you like the signing of Robbie Sama from Noma United? You know, we hyped him up a bit last year on our Twitter. We watched him play uh, live last year. We like him a lot. Do you think he'll feature for the first team or do you think he'll be in between the, the under-21s? I think he'll be somewhere like uh, in between with like uh, the few occasional... Uh, starts for the main team, but uh, mostly a sub and uh, and uh, under twenty one team player. I reckon. You got anything to add, Igor, on Pida? Yeah, I absolutely agree with uh, the Sarma statement that he'll be somewhere there in between. I think they want him to develop, and I think that I think it was the bet safe podcast where they it was kind of hinted at that they don't expect him yet to blow up and be the best striker in the league. But I think the key for Paida this year will be for players who underperformed last year to perform this year, namely Davis, uh, because he was he had some injury issues last year. And so if he can perform the way he performed uh, in his half season in 2020, then um, they will be dangerous. Although I personally wouldn't really put them into the title race, but I think that this year, second place is very, very realistic target for them. I'm going to be controversial here and go with Nomakauyu. I think this year, some of the moves they've made have been brilliant. I like the signing of Dre Fortune. He's looked really good in preseason. I know, like you said, you can't judge preseason. I like the two fullbacks, Henry Yavaled and Trevor Elhi. I think those two signings are brilliant. You know, they've got Pavel Marin as well, uh, Igor Subatin. Uh, I love Babashev as well as the holding midfielder. And if someone, you know, like Alex Tan can start scoring double figures, I think Kao Yu could be a real, real force this year. Maybe even challenge for the top two. I'm not sure they're quite there yet. But yeah, I like what they've done this year as well. I think they could maybe go for the top three. 
Pida, Flora and Lavadia seem to be the big three at the minute. Obviously, everybody's talking about Flora. It'll be interesting to see how Flora get on with losing their star players and replacing them with not-so-star players. So I don't think Nomakoyu will be near the top two, but who knows? I just hope for Terra's sake they're not going to get another scandal. Although knowing them wouldn't be too surprised. That's exactly the point. In terms of hatred for football teams, are Nomakoyu a hated team in Estonia? I don't know, even. I haven't really thought of it. It depends on where you stand in the sort of um, the debate of the football association and flora and whatever, because Kaliup, they position themselves this out of the system club. Okay. And so uh, that they do things differently and they want different things. And that's why they always do these quirky, fun things like subbing players out on the 13th second. That's sort of their thing, how they protest and so on. Uh, so it really depends. So I, I guess they are in that regard. Uh, really divisive that if you're really against the football association here then uh, you're a big fan of theirs if um, you're not really that against them then you're you see them as a bit annoying so yeah basically i like the mekalu how do you think they'll do this year Ilya? I think they'll be all right. Uh, it all depends on the culture they can build and um, the progression and success and the consistency because what they liked before is the consistency, right? Uh, they do nice moves off the field. They signed, uh, like, I, uh, maybe he's a number one rapper, right? Uh, one of the top Estonian rappers as a sponsor, uh, which made the news and was quite a big deal. So they got this presence off the field, but uh, if they can out the consistency, they will definitely be a force to reckon with. But I hope hope they lose four games in this year, all against Narva, right? <laughs> and uh, they win all the other games. So, yeah, this is uh, what, what I would like. They signed with Wies uh, Minus, and then the next day they got piped 3-0 by Kura Rammar. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, I remember it. It was, it was beautiful. They, they released all this uh, um, YouTube videos, right, uh, with this rapper coming in the locker room, etc. And then they got smashed the next day by Forest Feeder <laughs> team. <God bless. laughs> do you like what they've done in the in the transfer market, Igor, or do you think it's an improvement of last year? It's definitely an improvement. I wonder where they got the money. That's the biggest. <laughs> that's the biggest question for me because it seemed like last year. They were running on fumes, basically, just whoever they could, they had. And yeah, at the end of the season, they had like some games with three subs. But yeah, I think bringing some players back like Elgi and Yarva, though the question is they're both left backs and they're sort of starting quality left backs. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. They're the sort of surprise package this year because I personally cannot judge. Uh, they will be definitely top four. That's I, I think that's out of the question. You know, it's ranging from basically sec second to fourth. Can't really say personally. It's interesting because obviously we've always said Lavadia will be, you know, the team that will win the league. And like you said before, it's going to, it's not going to be as close as it was last year. And we've all said with these, you know, the three teams following Flora, Pida, Kauyu, you know, we're not sure where they're going to go. So, you know, that, that brings some excitement to the league. We'd say Estonia is a predictable league, but in the same time, it's not a predictable league. Someone in green will win anyway. So, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Green will win the league, yellow will be relegated, probably. So, so um... <laughs> Yellow or blue? Took me yeah. some time. <laughs> I was waiting for you to react to that, yeah. <laughs> so that's the, like, the top four. Who do we... Obviously, some Legion came fifth last season. They've had a bit of 
trouble, apparently, uh, financial trouble. Whether that's true or not is a different matter. I don't know what to believe with that, but they've not really made any moves on or off the field, on the field, sorry. Um, so how do we feel Le'Veon are going to do this year? Crap. I don't think there'll be, you know, like we, we've said in previous um, recordings, both of us, we, we really liked what Legion were doing. And it seems this year, you know, we've got our spreadsheets ready for, you know, all the team sheets ready for this year. And the Legion one's just bare. And you see, you know, you go on Soconet and you're reading the rumours of players that are still there that they're saying, yeah, but they probably won't be there. So it's just a tricky one. I don't think they'll, I think they'll struggle this year. I agree completely with you. I think Legion will take a step backwards this year. And um, not only because they lost some of the uh, players, like Shapovalov, for example, right? Uh, they didn't really look like they have this uh, competitive spirit, even at the end of the campaign. And uh, I think the biggest game of the first tour is actually Narva versus Legion, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to set the tone for the whole season. Uh, because in the last uh, match of the previous season, Narva won uh, against Ligion away to nil, right? And uh, if it's going to happen again, then Ligion's in big, big trouble, what I think. If they hold on to the draw or win, then, uh, yeah, there's going to be some positive steps. If they lose, uh, then it's definitely a bad sign for the team. And of course, yes, they had the financial troubles with them. I still sympathize with Ligion. I like Ligion. They have a really good youth setup, right? Uh, their youth teams are amazing. Uh, they actually even have a youth team in Narva now as well. So um, they try to source players from all over the country now. And uh, if they're going to have a successful season, it's going to depend on the youth players again, which is uh, not a safe bet, as you know. Do we feel like there's actually a chance they could be relegated? Obviously, we saw what happened with Tomeka last season. They relied heavily on young players. That definitely didn't go to plan for them. Could Legion really find themselves in a relegation battle or even with... Absolutely possible. They they will be there battling for, uh, like, yeah, to stay up, I think. Um, I think that purely because they have this X factor, because you never know. With, with Yeah, with young players, as Ida said, it's like, it's... Not very safe, but sometimes someone can appear and save you. But yeah, I think it will be really difficult for them. And I opened the transfers tab. They haven't added a single player. There are some players who are on trial with them right now. I think that last game I saw... I didn't check the the game from yesterday against Kurasara, but the last game I saw, they also had Einzelo back. <laughs> don't know if he's yeah, planning to stay. Uh, but other than that, they don't have anybody new. And they have so many players who've left. So it's a real, real... I, I don't know with uh, Ivan's Baturin, Baturins, is it like uh, his family being held captive by, by Legion <laughs> or something? Maybe as a two-year contract. Uh, yeah. Because it's weird that he's still there. You got any thoughts on it, Palo? I hate Ligian with a passion, so I hope they're going down, honestly. <laughs> what's, what's the reason for the hate? As I stated on my la- last podcast, they got, they got their, like, uh, their very experienced players uh, and just uh, ran riot from Dana Liga, I think, where they started and then just uh, came all the way up. And it might be a bit because in the 2019 season, they uh, beat us to the AC Liga title. So, yeah, that's a small part of it, I guess. I just really hope that if there are money problems, once again, we, we don't know allegedly, uh, then I really hope that they will sort of admit to it, like, for example, Mardu and uh, Tulevik did, and they will step back 
because if the club itself goes bankrupt, then that's such a big hit to Estonian football. Not because of the first team, but as Ilya mentioned, they have a an amazing youth setup. Basically, every good uh, Russian-speaking player in Estonia usually comes from Legion. So if the club itself went bankrupt with the youth setup, then that would be a, would be a big hit. Yes, I can confirm that. And I know uh, personally, um, some youth players have been poached by the Legion, from example, Narvatran's youth teams, you know, the, the best and the most promising ones. If we now move on to who came sixth last year, Narvatran's, a team... Okay. Who- they're they're a team who you know we both say we we never know how to figure out in the four or so years we've been following Estonian football we're still like "Mm, how good are Narva you know this year new coach are are we all optimistic for Narva this year yes very much so I'll let you guys speak first and I and I want to speak at length in in the end of you is it okay yeah Yeah. no worries man I honestly reckon top four or top five I just think they'll be where they are and maybe go up to fifth place. I don't think they'll compete with the current top four. I don't think they're at that level yet. I like what they've done with like the new coach. Okay, Flora smashed them in a friendly a few days ago. Did but, it last year as well. Yeah, and it was at short notice as well. So um, haven't Narva been borrowing players for the last couple of weeks just to fulfill their friendly matches? Yes, uh, basically what happened was, guys, I have inside information, I know, is uh, that they had the training camp in the capsule for the whole week. And uh, during the training camp, they had the COVID outbreak. So basically, they started with 22 guys and finished with 12 only. So they had to borrow the whole bench from Flora for the uh, preseason game last time. And uh, they put out the squad that's actually, uh, like, quite youthful. And uh, it wasn't the squad that's going to compete in the league, definitely. You got anything to add on it, Igor? Yeah, so as a Narva native, I am optimistic in the sense they think fifth is absolutely attainable, but with Narva, just as you also have noticed, you never know. They can be good out of nowhere. They can be really bad out of nowhere. One thing that bothers me is I feel like the squad hasn't been really strengthened, which is fine because the sort of lower half teams have become weaker but just looking at the additions i'm like is that it because i would have expected something else i'm really happy that they finally uh, didn't get a new goalkeeper that yes. they retained pavlov who was really good last like in the second half of the season last year uh, well he was as good as young goalkeepers are so of course he made mistakes but i think he's absolutely good enough to be number one for trans this season and then Matrosov will sort of be probably second goalkeeper slash goalkeeping coach and I think that's a perfect setup uh, because for a long time trans was known to bring in these sort of talent goalkeepers whoever was available so Marko Meritz for example played in 2019 and Artur Kotenko played a bit before that and I mean it seemed seemed like a waste so now that Pavlov is there, I was really afraid that they would bring someone else again. But no, they made the right decision there. So I think fifth is probably a good place. Yeah, I so say going back to what you were saying about the not really strength field, I'm just flicking through now the uh, our spreadsheets from last season and you know for the upcoming season. And yeah, there's what bar Kevin Alo and Matrasov in goal. There's not really been much of a difference, has there? It's sort of, once again, you don't really know what to expect. So they brought in uh, Dedechko, who, well, looking at his CV, an amazing player, but watching him in preseason, he looks kind of slow and 
has oh, already yes, I'll go on a big rant about this. made two or three passes into strikers' feet, which led to goals. Ryan Lindsay, once again, uh, he looked decent, but once again, it's sort of, I guess it might be a European attitude that, you know, he's from Canada. Like, what's he doing here? Um, I mean, well, last time we had a player from that area was Dante Leverock. He was quite good. Um, so it's really like, I don't feel these players are enough. They seem like you don't know what to expect. And usually when you don't know what to expect with Narva, it, end up, it ends up being bad. Do you think the strikers need to step up this year? You know, Edouard uh, Goliov and uh, Gleb Pevstov, I think they're both really good players. Maybe being at Narva hampers them, I don't know. Uh, but do we think they should be being better than what they are? Well, Golovlev has been waiting for his breakout season mm. since whatever, like 2017. He was he had this one amazing season uh, in uh, AC Liga where he scored like 41 goals or something. And ever since then, he's been said, you know, this will be his breakout season. And then he gets injured again. Fevtsov, unexpectedly last year, he's actually, he played as a central mid yeah. uh, before. And then suddenly he's put as a striker and he was decent. So I'm really, I'm hoping that striker, the strikers will step up because you can't expect Zaka to do everything. Sure. So yeah, looking at Golunov, um, he scored 100 goals in the Liga in just 76 games. So if he can put that form into the Premier League, Narva will guaranteed be champions, right? So <laughs> Golunov is a man of the momentum. Uh, he plays very well when he's on roll, and uh, if he if the things don't go his way, he's uh, below average player at best. So it depends all on his mood and how the team is performing around him as well. There's a player I'd like to talk about, Vadim Mihailov. He's been with Mardu on loan comeback. What, he's, you... he, no, he's actually not back. He's on trial with uh, Kalev. So yeah. I don't think he's, he's not coming. coming back. He's not coming back to Narva. That's hundred percent. I can rule it out. Yeah, I, th- I think you know. I know. Studies or lives in Tallinn, so I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he actually has a really uh, set up life in Tallinn, and he doesn't want to move to Narva at all. So he'll stay in Tallinn with whatever team. I like the look of him as a player. I was, yeah, I was going to add, do you think he'll do well? So we're past that then. He'll do well oh, for whoever he plays. <laughs> yeah. His brother, Nikita Mikhailov, on the other hand, his younger brother is in Narva Trans, and he'll be one of the uh, better attacking options as well in the team. Do you want to go on your rant then, Ilya? Yes. <laughs> so basically, uh, Narva Trans is uh, it's an interesting team, right? You guys said that you don't know anything about it every season. But that's completely okay because neither do we. But, but, the big but, this season feels unique. Uh, honestly, this coach, the new coach that brought in uh, Alexei Geremenko, he looks like the real deal. Honestly, he has a lineage of football in his family. Uh, his sons, uh, one of his son played and captain the national football team of Russia, right? And um, it's... It's a big, big, massive change in culture already from what I can tell, from what what I've gathered from my conversations with the players. The intensity of the training, even in the preseason, was already twice as high as uh, the peak in the previous season under Piven. So even in the preseason, he's demanding twice as much work, right? So I can expect only better from this. And... Uh, yeah, this guy is all about the culture. He's all about the mentality and the playing with the ball. Uh, exact opposite of what we had before. The season before, Narva played without the ball always. So they only defended. They didn't even try to press. Yeah, it was a long ball forward run and try to score. 
this season they trying uh, to play normal tiki taka football four three three formation. You can expect most of the time um, with one uh, central midfielder dropping. Uh, between the uh, defenders, it's uh, they rely on pass. They wouldn't. I wouldn't say they would rely on crosses too much because, obviously, in the preseason they haven't had uh, opportunity to train crosses as much because the facility in Norway is small. They can't physically do crosses in here, and uh, they only had the opportunities to do this in Hapsul. So, what I've seen from the preseason is a very good sign. Honestly, how the team plays, it's uh, going to be all about understanding each other on the football field. It's going to be all about the passing mentality. It's going to be all about the beautiful football. So I would pay attention to Narvita fans this season, honestly. Um, I think that uh, it's definitely going to be a good season. I disagree uh, with Digger about uh, the transfers, Yeah, uh, about how he said that it wasn't strengthened. I personally believe that yeah, to some degree, uh, it could be strengthened more, especially the forward line. So we haven't had signed another striker in whatever capacity. So they're going to be relying on uh, Golovlev, Pivtsov, and Arseniy Kovalchuk. Don't forget about him. He's going to be coming up uh, on the right wing and at the striker position. Uh, so, yeah, these guys, they definitely uh, have to step up. On other positions, I want to highlight uh, Denis Polikov. He came back from devastating injuries. He had two ACL injuries on each of the, his knees two years in a row. Uh, and he's uh, taken up a coaching role with the club as well. So he's been coaching some new stuff. Uh, he's a very nice guy. He has a family here. He's from Kaliningrad originally, right? Uh, so he's Russian, but he's found himself here at home. So um, he's playing a holding midfielder role this season. And he's going to be key. He's work rate, tackling. And if he stays healthy then it's definitely going to be good. Iri uh, is getting older, as we know. Uh, he's still a very nice guy. It's all going to depend on the injuries for, for those guys. From the new, from the new signings, uh, Kevin Alloy, the fullback, amazing player. Honestly, very happy to have signed him. He seems like a reliable option. And uh, we were finished at uh, the fullback position, so it's definitely a good pickup. Um, Didiechko, as Igor said, yes, he has a very nice CV, but <sighs> oh my god, this guy is like he, he's lazy. I'd say he's just plain lazy, he doesn't work. He, like, on in the last game, I went I went to the last game against Florida. I said, I said the whole first half outside there, it was minus two, it was bloody freezing, it was Baltic, absolutely out there, as Ben Foster says, and uh, yeah. He just doesn't mark his players. He doesn't mark his zone. He gives passes into the opposite, opposite uh, like strikers' feet straight. He uh, doesn't want to look for pass long enough. Like he asks for people to come to him, you know. And that's that's a strike opposite from Ryan Lindsay, for example. This guy, Ryan Lindsay, I'm very happy about his signing. He, for example, uh, goes like a ball playing defender, steps up and launches lob balls over to the wingers. And it has worked. It has worked in preseason already. And this is the stark difference between those two guys. Dizhezko, of course, he played as... Uh, when we talk about his good CV, is that he played in the group stages of the Champions League against, uh, I think it was Sevilla, right? So he actually has this high-level football experience. But I think he's come to the... like. Um, 
I think his thinking is that he's come to the farm league, you know, like a league where you don't have to work hard or play enough to succeed. I think he believes that he has enough accolades and enough skill. He shows the skill sometimes, right? He can give a good pass, but he needs to work harder. Otherwise, he will leave in June. Like, definitely. If he doesn't play well, he will leave in June and July. He's gone, definitely. Uh, that's my prediction. Ryan Lindsay, the second center back, amazing pickup. I think he will start more the, most of the games along with Nistirovsky. Uh, he's he was worked hard. He has uh, mentality. He's uh, a product of the Dinamo Zagreb youth system. Yes, in a way, uh, spent some time there. So he was. Um, I, I had the chance to speak with him. Very nice guy. Uh, he was unemployed, not, not like unemployed, but uh, out of football working, you know, and uh, dreaming about the possibility. And now he has this possibility. And uh, I told him personally, I told him that if you succeed here, man, then you will succeed anywhere because Norway is like a real purgatory for this. So I really personally hope this guy will succeed. And uh, seeing from uh, the preseason, he's amazing as a ball playing defender. Honestly, amazing. His vision and the pass technique is nothing I have seen before from our defenders, honestly. And um, yeah, another another signing is uh, Evgeny Dimidov from uh, Tulevik Vilindi, right? Uh, he's the guy, the product of uh, Nimekalio youth system. And he was actually crowned champions with Nimekalio back in 2017 when it was. And um, yeah, he's an attacking midfielder on the wing as well. Uh, had some flashes uh, of brilliance in the preseason I've seen personally a nice guy as well he fits right into the team and uh, he's a very strong addition so based on the transfers I think it's actually C plus slash B minus campaign only like if, if they had another striker signing yeah also also about the goalkeeper situation I disagree with you Igor also that uh, Pavlov should be number one I think Pavlov should be number two and he will be number two because Matrosov still is a, in, in sound class Matrosov was a very inconsistent goalkeeper back in the day back, uh, we, we, we we had memes about him we were laughing about him he was very poor but then he stepped up he stepped up uh, really well and he had one breakout season after which he, he left for Tajikistan, right? And I asked him, is he back for real? He said, like, joking, yeah, I don't know. But I think he will be back and I think he will stay. And uh, he's taken up his, uh, this goalkeeping coach role as well. So I think he'll be uh, playing uh, goalkeeper coach. And uh, number one, definitely. Pavlov will see some games, uh, probably due to fitness concerns or Matrosov or something. But... Um, I'm very happy that uh, he's back in the team. He's a, like a cat-style goalkeeper. He leaps and shots, stops the shots and uh, just agile. And uh, he's a leader. He's a present, he has a presence in the locker room. He tells a lot of jokes and he has a positive personality. And uh, it's just very nice to have this guy back in the team because I believe goalkeepers should be someone like this, someone you should uh, not only rely on, but uh, someone that can be in addition to the locker room. And uh, from what I've gathered, uh, the moment locker room is very positive, honestly. And uh, it's such a stark difference from the previous days, from the last season, that it's almost unbelievable. It's almost unbelievable. And um, I don't want to get my hopes up too much, but Honestly, believe this will be a very successful campaign. It's all going to depend on how the players perform individually. Because for the first time in many, many years, I don't have any concerns about the coaching. I don't have any concerns about the management because the management's also stepped up. 
um, the management stepped up when the coach came in because uh, signing a coach of this caliber is, is uh, kind of a coup for the club, right? So um, naturally, everybody has to step up. And we've already seen two parts of the uh, engine step up. And if the players do as well, it's just going to be brilliant. I think um, maybe a run in the cup, you know, we would love that. And uh, yeah, hopefully there's going to be more supporters uh, in, in the stadium as well, uh, because Narva is uh, very notorious for not having too many supporters on the stand or having them drunk. And um, yeah, it's uh, I, I have very high hopes for this season. I try to be reasonable, but I, I just can't. I'm sorry. I'm very excited. So we're all optimistic about Narva then. If we move on, if we do two at once in Kura, Reser and Tomeka, what's our thoughts on those two teams this year? Temeca are going to get the top six. I think they'll get the sixth sixth place finish with the new coach, new style of play. They don't seem to just hoof the ball. They seem to actually get it down and play a bit. I think Temeca will be much better this year. Uh, sixth place is definitely realistic. Kula, they, I think they'll struggle compared to what they did last year. Seventh place, I think, probably will still be... Mm, Maybe. Um, I really don't know for Kulurasera. I don't know what to expect. It also depends on if they manage to get any more players from Flora, for example. Um, is Manalan going to go back? Is uh, Lip going back? It's difficult to cast a judgment on them so far. Kura, I'm not too sure on, but Tomeka 100% will be improved. Does anyone else want to add to that? I mean, I think any team adding Sandarpuri to them is immediately like one or two places up. I think, yeah, um, uh, both for the for both teams, last season was an outlier, in my opinion. So Kurasare finished seventh, was it? Seventh. seventh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trans was sixth. So, um, but they were so Kurasare were really, really close to that sixth spot. They were basically, if not for the cutoff, they would probably have got that. But basically, I think that was an outlier. And this year, they will be in their more com- comfortable usual spot. Of course, as you said, we still have to wait until Flora finishes uh, putting their squad together, and <laughs> and then the remaining players will be thrown thrown there. So they got Lapa back, which is already a good addition. Then definitely one of the two, either Lip or Manilan, will go there. Maybe two, depends on what Flora decide. Uh, but so one of them will, I, I think, will definitely be there again. But yeah, I think last year was just basically because Tameka was so bad. And I think that Tameka this year will be better. And uh, because I don't, I can't really imagine current Legion being like much better than current Tam- Tameka, then yeah, uh, I think um, through exclusion, Tameka ends up in that sixth spot. Uh, so Tomeka were the brunt of our jokes last year. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they'll redeem themselves. Like you say, they signed Sander Puri. They signed uh, Yukam from Tulevik as well, um, which I think is a top signing, like him a lot, if he can stay fit. And they've kept hold of Petra as well, obviously with Flora losing Gonan and, you know, their philosophy of signing the Estonians. And really quiet rumour that was circulating on our Twitter yeah. that Pesta was perhaps going to go to Flora to be the number one. I don't know where it came from. I think uh, Num is enough. I, I think... Yeah. Uh, Num is being kind of underappreciated. I think he needs a season at a strong club, like a stable season. Yeah. And he'll show, of course, Poplavskis as well. Really sad for, like, I'm, I'm so sorry for this guy. His tried to be, he's tried to play so much. Uh, every time before Iganen, he was playing. Then Iganen came, like, first on loan in 2019 or 2020. 
So first he came on loan, then once again he left, and then he came back again. And then last year was this fun moment where Paplavskis was sent on loan to Tulavik and started was quite decent, played like a, a few games. And he then, played like four games, didn't he? Yeah, then the third goalkeeper for Flora got injured and they needed another goalkeeper for Europe. And so they, they called him back. Uh, so I don't think that uh, Peter was really needed by Flora. So I think they have that position covered. Yeah, the only question for me with Tamaka is their striker. Uh, and I think many people are still asking their, that question. Uh, so they have Matas. And they have some other players, I think, Ulyanov, who can play striker. But it's like, yeah, but then you need cover. And if Ulyanov is already on the, uh, playing on the wing, and then you have Matas in the center. So, of course, I, I think he'll, he'll be decent. But I think you, you need someone else. And I, I and they said they won't be strengthening the striker position anymore. They're only looking for a left back. Okay. So the real question is, like, where are the goals coming from? Well, they've... <laughs> They've got Martin Yogi as well, who uh, who seems to have been appearing a lot in preseason. Uh, he did only play a total of sixteen minutes last year, so it's whether you know that's the trust. Then just go for Matas, who I think should step up this year. You know he was really good for Noma United. So yeah, Matas. Yeah, he was okay. So maybe they're going for Yogi to 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 back up Matas. What do you think, Palu, with like um with like the relegation fight? So like Tomeka, Kura, do you think they're games that like Panu could try get some points off? Off of Kura, definitely, I reckon. Because as of right now, we have uh, they haven't got their squad like fully constructed yet. And I actually think uh, some players might go uh, back to Flora. I don't I don't know where that came from, but We'll roll with it anyways. Tamaka, however, no. They're going to be very good this season, I reckon. How like high up do you think they'll be? Sixth, sixth or fifth, I reckon. So yeah, Tameka were the, um, obviously we said we took the piss out of them a lot. This year, I won't have a bad word said about them. Can I, <laughs> can I add another thing is that you have one to watch is Patrick Wehrmann. I like how he he's also this player who's been expected to... Yeah be the next big name uh i think he like scored a hat-trick against trans in uh like 2019 or something and ever since i think he's scored like fewer goals than that yeah. one game. <laughs> he, uh, he had this one moment in the spotlight and then, and then flop but but i i really do expect him to have his breakout season this year i think there's like where they were so bad last season you can't get any worse than that I feel like maybe like the pressure is off a bit and where teams are weaker, some players might just relax a bit when they're playing and then they might perform that little bit better. Yeah, that's why I'm a little bit excited for what Tomeka can do. Tomeka last season was basically Narva in 2020. It was just <laughs> all going wrong. Yeah, I agree. And I feel the same with what we've said about Curacao as well. I, I'm not too sure with them. And it's hard because we're all saying that these teams are going to finish 5th, 6th, 7th. So it's hard to predict where things are going to go. I definitely think Parnu will come 10th. I'll put my hands up to that. And I'm not sure about 9th. I might go a bit optimistic and actually drop Leggy on there and have Curacao and Talina Kalev stay up after speaking with Joel and Pear earlier and hearing what he was saying. It's, yeah, something that you can get excited about. But if we move on Parnu, what's the what's the mood like down in Parnu, Palu? I had a lot of hope, but after Villota's injury, uh, we're fucked. <laughs> um, <laughs> pretty much... Um, uh, I had so much faith because uh, uh, first we appointed Kalashnikovs 
the man who kept Tom up last year single-handedly basically and uh, made some really good signings like Kevin Gober, Christian Kaisk, Martin Kase, Wells Tala from Levada. We also kept a hold of Krutogolov. Uh, they say never get ho- hooked a lone player. Uh, we're starting the season with four defenders now. Yeah, they ha- have said three in like the, the soccer net article uh, season preview. Basically, the, I would I would count the Ristigivi as a right back. Actually, yeah. Either way, either if we have, if we have three defenders or four defenders, uh, carnage. And as well as the first three games, we have Baida, Levada, Gallio. Get a point out of that? I reckon a point from somewhere. That's a surprise point. So do you think it would be a long season then? With Mardu no longer being it. When Mardu came up, I think most teams down, like the, the lower end teams were like, like, oh, get in, we're not coming last. Now that Mardu ain't there, is it more like, uh, okay, maybe we got the second chance, but now yeah, we're the whipping boys now. Uh, I sure hope not. I yeah, I'm gonna be that guy. I I hope we can uh, finish ahead of Kalev. I'll even take uh, ninth and uh, win the promotion games because most likely uh, Viljan are coming straight back up. I think. And then who else is left uh, in the Asian Liga? By the floor, I'll buy the, uh, yeah, you could have um, could have Vimsy. Vimsy looked good this year. That I reckon they might cause a mm. cause a shock. Maybe finish in the top two or top three. Well, top three won't. Well, it might matter if an under twenty one team comes second. Vimsy is a bit of a tough topic for me because of the cup, but uh, I reckon Numa United actually. Imagine because... going to sorry. Imagine going to playoffs against VMC and Andres Oper on the ninetieth minute. <laughs> 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 Fucking tough. <laughs> I, I have P- I have PTSD from that game, honestly. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I remember watching that game and I didn't really know much about the lower leagues of Estonia whilst watching it. And then when Opa scored that goal, I was like, shit, is that Andres Opa? <laughs> 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 you, you think you might be better than Kalev? I reckon, yes, actually. Yeah. If uh, if Vilotta uh, gets uh, fit, which should be like uh, in a month, so he'll miss... The first couple of games, but once he's fit, uh, I reckon I reckon we're gonna be better. Also, uh, keep an eye out. I said it in the last podcast as well, but keep an eye out for uh, Ronaldo Disma. We'll go on to Talina Kalev then, who came second in uh, S Liga last year, lost the promotion playoff to Tomeka, planning for life for another season in the S Liga, then Mardu withdraw due to financial reasons and then Kalev take their place. You know, we're expecting a long season from Kalev, but we're Kalev fans. We're actually, you know, doing some stuff with them this year as well. So, you know, we're hoping for good year. Having spoken to Joel Limper earlier, you know, he's fairly optimistic. Obviously, hard times. They've only had a couple of weeks to prepare. Most of the players they wanted have already gone. And he's now saying, you know, if they get it right in July, you know, it could be a very good promising season for Kalev. I mean, yeah, I'm not that optimistic. I think it's the same question as is with Legion. Legion has a bit more of a, a bit more of a problem with their young players because theirs are not as used to playing on this level yet. Uh, but Kalev have been playing their youth players in the sort of top flight for a long time. So in that regard, they're in a better position. But I think also they have this problem with just they have a lot of youth players. And with, you know, huge respect for Artspuria 
and Hannes Anier, both like decent strikers, but I don't think they're the sort of duo to carry. Uh, well, I don't think they're just enough to carry a team. Although they do have solid players, Daniel Damberg, uh, absolute icon for Narva. Um, it's a real shame. I, I feel like when, when he... Shut out, Tommy. Big icon. Very great, Igri. I, I love you very much, Igri. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, Daniel Tamberg, uh, I, I feel like because he left after 2019, ever since it's been terrible for the trans. So, <laughs> I mean, I think there's some, some connection. But yeah, so he's good. But I feel like um, I, didn't, I didn't manage to say it during when we discussed Parno earlier. Um, I feel like the only problem Parno has compared to Kalev really is that if they had kept the players who decided to finish with professional football, uh, these sort of Parno-based players they had, uh, who now decided to create their own uh, amateur team, then they would have been definitely ninth or, well, maybe maybe even higher. But yeah, I, I still think that Kalev just probably not enough to stay up. I don't think they will be sort of Mardu style, um, you know, losing every single game, but I don't think they, in a long season with young players, it's usually really difficult. Do you have any thoughts on the relegation battle, Ilya? Um, actually, not really. I just hope... Or injury-free season for the whole uh, championship, right? And uh, I would just hate somebody to, you know, go down to another ACL or anything, especially with the quality of pitches we have here. And uh, I'm just um, just sad that Mardu's dropped out because there were some players in Mardu uh, I would love to see in the top flight again. And uh, for the first time, like Roma Sopchenko, yeah, also played for Narva, very good uh, guy, so a friend of mine. And uh, yeah, it's just a shame what, uh, what, what has happened, but it's good that they still focus on their youth setup, right? So they got this going for them. But still, even for the people of Mardu, it's uh, it's a loss. Uh, I can, okay, yeah, uh, Kalev goes up, Tallinn gets another team, right? So it's uh, officially half of the championship is in Tallinn, yeah? Uh, Mardu is also almost in Tallinn, but still not. So I would prefer them, but it is what it is. And I hope, uh, I hope Kalev can produce some some good results. Uh, I I really hope so, and I would be happy for them, and I would be happy for you guys. <laughs> so, so like. Ilya said a very good point about town. That's actually another reason why I'm, I'm not against Kalev in general, but I just don't want Parno to get relegated because of the stadium and just because it's Parno as a city. Um, although, you know, looking at what's coming from uh, AC Diga, except for Turavik, who I don't think will bounce straight back as much, like seeing them in preseason, I, they just seem... Like they need time, uh, but you know, VMC and Hario, these are also places right next to Tallinn. This is like, well, Newman United as well, also Tallinn. So yeah, getting really Tallinn-centric, uh, which is a real shame. We've talked about some teams, well, some teams, we've talked about all the teams. If we go on, is, are there any players that you think this is the year of any of the teams? This is the player to watch, the one I'm most excited to see in. I'd like to say I really hope uh, Karl Rometnum can sort of step... Well, once again, I don't know if he will be the number one, although preseason, I think, has kind of seen him being preferred. So I really hope that he can do make that step up. He was a really good lower half uh, goalkeeper, but it doesn't always translate well into sort of big clubs. But I think that Flora is at a point where they're not... They're sort of bad enough for him to have a chance to have a leading role. So I really hope that he can show that he has the sort of high level, uh, like, for example, Walner did with Lavade, that he was basically relegated. And then he 
went to went on to become the champion. So I'm, I'm hoping that uh, Karol Matem can have a similar experience where he comes. He came from Tulavik last year, didn't really get a lot of playing time, and that now he can finally show uh, what he can do. Yeah, this was going to be my question: is like who's going to be the number one for Flora? Because it could have been even when Lapa went back for that short time, it could have been any one of the three. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing who it would be. I hope it's um, Pavlovskis. I really want him to play. Have you got a player that you'd like to see, Palo? Uh, yes, another goalkeeper by the sur surname uh, Num. What Num? I mean, the guy is 17, and when it uh, his very first game when Waino uh, got that head injury, and and uh, had to fill in the boots against Villandi where we lost but didn't lose. I really liked him. Like, he looked okay uh, from the games he played last season. He didn't look out of place, did he? I mean, the confidence he had for uh, at the time 16 year old is unheard of. I mean, I, I agree. Uh, I think last, uh, the second half of, of last season was the time where we saw like some young goalkeepers emerging. And goalkeepers are the position uh, that is always full in Estonia. If you look through like national team goalkeepers, there's always this sort of um, Italian problem. We have one really good goalkeeper and no, no one else gets a chance. Um, and so, I think yeah, last at the end of the last season, so we had uh, Pavlov in, uh, in Trans, then uh, Num in Pernu, and also Vida and the, whoever it was, the second one, because oh, yeah, Ritsan uh, yeah. was really bad. Yeah. Uh, and then was it... Chris uh, May, was it? Golf of Rus, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he also emerged. So it's really good to see that there's also some young goalkeepers coming up in Estonia. I'm going to say I'm looking forward to seeing Dre Fortune at Cal U. Obviously, know nothing about him apart from the preseason games. He looks like he's got an eye for, for goal. I think he can be a really exciting player this year, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. A, a player you actually want to single out, Ilya, or are you just sticking with the whole Narva team? No, 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 of course. Um, I, I'll single out our common friend, Martin Kaus. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's for the breakout season. Uh, he's having uh, good coaching. And um, I believe this coach will utilize him the best. Actually, he scored his first goal ever for the club in the preseason, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, the, the the way the way he's been playing for the past two years, and the way he has to uh, play uh, a chance to play now, it's. Um, I think he will capitalize on this. He's a determined guy. He's a determined individual, as you know, right? And uh, I wish him all the best. And uh, I would love to see uh, great progress and uh, in both in numbers and visually on the field. Go up, Martin. Yeah, we all love Martin. I think that as a wing back, this is the perfect season because, yeah, as he's said on your podcast as well, that, you know, he's not, he's actually an attacking player. And when he had to play with, last year transit system uh, where you just sort of sit back uh, then I think that this year while he scored a goal it's a good chance for him to play this sort of more attacking role even exactly. even as a wing back we'll wrap that up then thanks for you all for coming on I will before we go we will be doing fantasy football again this year I know you give up a lot Palu but we're still going to do it. We are going to do a prize for the winner as well, depending on how many entrants. It would probably be like a Talina Kalev shirt or something like that for the winner. I have wrote out cheat sheet for uh, newcomers to the league, which will hopefully help out. So yeah, that's something to get excited about. The problem is strikers this year. I mean, mm. la last year, my fantasy team had like 
Anir Sapin and uh, Zaka, and it was just you know points every single uh, every single uh, week. And then this year, I'm just thinking, well, who do I put there? Who's going to break points? So it will be a very interesting season of fantasy as well, because I don't think there is really uh, well, Beglerfield is still there. Uh, I guess you put him in, and then then you think around that. You know, last season, um, towards the end of the season, where like Tomeka had that triple game week, we put Koska in as captain, and then. Alaku, no, we had Koska as vice captain, then we had Alaku yeah. as captain, but then Alaku got injured. Um, so it's like, okay, Koska goes captain. I think Koska went and scored a hat trick, so we had those points. Yeah. And then Flora had three games as well, then Alaku played a total of like two minutes. <laughs> in those three games so yeah we yeah. lost about 60 points from Koska scoring like f- five goals during that yeah after so. the after the, the first two games that Koska played I was actually leading the whole week out of everyone and I was like yes I'm buzzing for this I get my name mentioned on Soccernet and then you see Alaku warming up on the sideline you're like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, yeah, yeah Ali could add that to people. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, actually, mad respect to that guy. He's a, yeah. a very good Premium Liga sort of icon. Yeah, we're big fans. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Um, again, thanks you all for coming on. Obviously, your first time we've spoke to you, Igor. So thanks for coming on. Just, you know, you've put some real good insight. Palu and Ilya, what's this? Second time, third time we've, you've come on. Um, Second. Yeah. Thank, thanks again for coming on so it's a pleasure to speak to you both thank you guys thanks it was really fun yeah <laughs> um yeah so thank you uh enjoy the season starts on the 1st of march obviously we got the super cup before that on the 25th uh yeah, friday. friday so uh, quick quick predictions for that one flora lavadia i'm going flora Leva. lavadia Leva. lavadia I am. all right four to one <laughs> four to one okay so thank you guys uh and enjoy the season God bless.